0: Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com.
1: And welcome everyone. And, uh, we have an awesome, uh, topic here for today. I guess, uh, uh, we were we were crunching the numbers, and I'd say what, Marty, we're going into the fourth quarter of tax season here, uh, except for all of, of course, all the extensions and filings, and it's it's kind of weird to have an April, uh, kind of an April 15th, April 18th tax deadline when the last couple years it's been extended, and tax season seems to go all year round.
2: Yeah, I saw a tweet from somebody that, that said they've been in, this is their third tax season uh, in their own practice and this is the first April 15th deadline they've, they've had.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's true. For anyone that's launched it in the last couple of years, this is kind of a foreign date, April 15th. Uh, what does that mean? And so, um, so what we wanted to talk about today is we brought some of our, uh, uh, call them our tax ninjas or tax gurus on the line with us here. Of course, we've got Marty, and I think everybody in the organization knows Marty, CPA in Indiana. Uh, one of our top advisors at C2P Enterprises. Uh, Glenn Peer has joined us. Glenn, at least in my, is in the upper, upper left-hand corner. So Glenn, welcome. Again, running a really robust tax practice. Uh, Haley Culp and uh, Gary Pelfrey are also on the line, in addition to uh, some of the folks over at Hammer Financial. I see Hammer's dialing in there, uh, get the technology working. Jason's here as well. But <laughs> I don't think Jason can speak much to delivering tax returns. I don't think he's done it in like six years now. Um, but, uh, what we, <laughs> what we wanted to do is just kind of share, um, you know, what's working, what's not working, what are you seeing from your tax clients? Does anyone have any kind of specific ideas that they're seeing success with it, having conversations with tax clients to convert into financial clients and, uh, uh, just hear from the collective wisdom of the group you guys are seeing a lot of people this time of year and uh, hopefully stirring up a lot of opportunities so Marty I'd love to you know turn it over to you first and see if there's any 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 insight you can give us okay on this.
2: Um, yeah so one of the things that um, we've kind of done this year that sometimes we kind of neglected in the past was when the return is done actually picking up the phone and, you know and, and talking to the client you know going through the return and then and, and, then you start asking questions about the things that's not on the return that could impact the return. And then that gets them thinking. So, you know, what we do then is we'll schedule, um, you know, appointment for after-tax season to kind of get their ducks in a row. Um, perfect example is had a client that she's got an inherited IRA. <clears throat> They're in a 22% marginal bracket. And, you know, I actually, after her return is done, I've talked to her. I uh, sent her an email and said, hey, you know, h- how much money is in this? Uh, because that stretch thing may not work r- real well because that 22 is going to go to 25. And we've got plenty of room in the 25 over the next couple years or in the 22 over the next couple of years to get that out now. And, you know, that kind of thing, you know, kind of sets the stage. But you have to really be looking out, you know, forward is what you're really looking at. You know, what's coming at them? Because they they don't know. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. How about you, Glenn? What are you seeing going on in, uh, in your business right now from a tax perspective and conversion perspective?
3: Yeah, we try to um, put a process in place. My tax practice manager kind of sees a lot of the returns that they're all doing. And when their capital gains, dividends, interest income, um, IRA withdrawals get over a certain threshold, they email them to me and then I look at them and decide if I wanna deliver that return myself personally. And then uh, they'll go ahead and make an appointment for me to do it, you know, in person or via Zoom. And then as I go through the return, I'm just looking at opportunities, whether it's you know large charitable contributions to talk about qualified charitable distributions, or you know, are they a high wage earner and what they're doing in their 401k. And really, by going through the tax return in advance uh, before the appointment, you really find a lot of a lot of things you can talk about. And I gotta I gotta say this, Dave, because you know, really, if you want to get good at this, you got to do the tax management journey. That so changed everything for me when I'm going over a tax return. I thought I knew a lot, but when, after I went to that, it's like now there's like so many different things you can bring up with someone when you're delivering a tax return. So
1: Awesome. Well, if anyone hasn't, we're actually, I think the next one is in June or July, and we're going to do it hybrid. Uh, we'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, live if you want to come hang out with us. But if you want to just uh, virtualize into that. You're more than welcome to also. So, um, Haley, how about you? What do you guys see in in terms of uh, tax season this year?
4: So, this is my first tax season, uh, and since I'm a new face here, I'm delivering, I would say, 98% of all of our taxes. <laughs> um, but we all know kind of what the basis things to look for. You know, start with their age, start with their income, and see where they're at. But also. Did they take that um, distribution? Are they doing these QCDs? Are they able to or doing any Roth contributions? Where are they on that? The main thing that has worked for me is um, asking these open-ended questions to bring them in. So um, I wanna share my screen if that's okay and just show you one really quick that I did um, about a week ago so these are the newtons they're in their early 50s can you see that yep okay so um we see that they've got they've got a really good income um, that i you know feel like i could work with um and being their age then i still have time to they don't have an advisor so right now is really when they start they need to start looking um and deciding how to do that What I asked them, so I will say just on their federal side, they were looking at like a 5,000 liability to send that to federal. And the easiest question to me was, what are you guys doing now to mitigate this liability for this time next tax season? And they just looked at me like, what? Like, you know, just an opening question like that, it gave me opportunity to bring them in, you know, I know that we're not gonna be able to do um, a lot of like Roth right now, but hey, I saw that they're not contributing their maximum amount. They don't need this income every month to their 401k. Well, why don't we just open up that IRA here so we could go ahead and start that process. So I try to get them early. And then another open-ended question that has worked for me, um, just anytime I see um, someone that's come across my desk, say their, their spouse has passed away um, in that past year, that to me is probably the easiest um, target that you could get them in. You ask them, what are your feelings now about your legacy planning or financial planning with the passing of your husband or wife or whoever it is? And, you know, you just stop and listen, no matter what their feelings are, your follow-up question is, would you feel more comfortable if there were another set of eyes on your plan? That That's gonna be an ans- easy answer. So open-ended questions had worked really well for me.
1: So, I mean, I think that, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing. And, you know, another I found, in, and I just did this on a, we were reviewing one of our clients' tax returns the other day is relating it back to current events. And sometimes they have nothing to do with taxes. And so, mm-hmm. um, just more recently uh, we all know the fed just raised interest rates right anyone see that on the news you think some of your clients saw that on the news right and and what else did they come out and say they're going to do this year powell said he's going to raise interest rates how many more times Six to eight.
5: all of them yep, six
1: yeah five six is the general number all of them yeah there's a lot of that coming right and Mm -hmm. To Marty's point, we jumped on with one of our higher income, higher net worth clients, and we were reviewing his tax return, and we have a million and a half IRA of his with 450,000 in bonds right now. And I said, hey, did you see, you know, Fed's written, they just raised interest rates, you know, the market had a really good week this week, the week that they did it. I said, you know, I know we're talking about taxes right now, but we should really be talking about what we can make changes to in your portfolio to potentially Eliminate that interest rate risk of that five to six, like it's happening. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when right now. And we showed him repositioning the 450 of bonds in his IRA to 450,000 in the Lincoln Opti Blend 10 indexed annuity with the new Barclays strategies, where it's 110% participate, or the new BlackRock strategies, 110 participation rate. I showed him if he pays a 1% fee, he gets a hundred and I think 65% participation rate. And I walked him through how that product works, and this is a a PhD educated at MIT who's in charge of um, uh, vaccine distribution for all of Pfizer, so very educated analytical engineer. He looked at it and goes, well, why in the world would I not do this, right? And that was just as we were reviewing his tax returns by peppering in a current event that he knew was on the radar and then relating it back to what I knew he had in his portfolio. And I'm having those conversations to Marty's point on when we're talking taxes with people. I'm like, hey, by the way, Fed just raised interest rate rates once, probably going to do it another five times. If you got money in a 401k that's sitting in bond funds probably a good time to reallocate out of those bond funds and into equities as equities are down right now. You got a long time horizon. For younger clients, I'm sharing that. We have another one in about a week and a half that we're doing his tax delivery. And again, you know, he's, I kind of prefaced that same conversation on the Fed and interest rates. And as part of when we review his taxes, we'll probably do about 250,000 out of his 403B over to Lincoln as a bond alternative. So those, those like opportunities are right there with these current events. Like Powell has given us a great sales opportunity. He just did the first one and there's five or six more coming. So use those conversations as you're talking to tax clients and delivering these returns. How much bond, how much bond exposure do you have? And what are you doing to eliminate interest rate risk when we know the Fed is going to raise rates five or six times? So.
6: Uh-huh. Hey, you know what, I was I was just talking to Keith Heritage yesterday, and uh, he was talking about how he's using the Irma, you know, um, discussion and how it affects Social Security for the higher income earners. I thought it was really interesting. Um, Keith, you want to kind of share about that?
7: Yeah, sure. Um, it's uh, IrmaSolutions.com. We, I don't know, some guy turned me on to it a month or so ago. And it's a program. That you can buy. I think it's like seventy-five bucks a month, and they'll help you through it all. Uh, frankly, um, we we've been talking about it for a long time. We have quite a few clients we manage out right up to the Irma brackets currently, which jointly is one hundred and I don't know Singly, I think it's like eighty-five thousand. Um, and the you'd be surprised when you start talking about it and looking into it. They'll probably start lowering those brackets pretty soon. And a lot of people don't realize this, but they can't reduce your Social Security based off of a Medicare increase unless you trigger an IRMA bracket. So if you trigger IRMA brackets and you're targeting those type of clients that have that kind of asset wealth or income level, more or less, eventually they end up paying the government and they get no Social Security. So uh, it's I-R-M-A-A solutions.com. And it's probably worth a look. Um, if you're targeting people with over a half a million, million dollars in assets. But uh, what, what ends up happening is they end up losing most of their Social Security throughout retirement. Just uh, And it's a brilliant way for the government to soak up some tax money. Um, we use uh, IULs, dividend reinvested whole life. I'm not a huge fan of a Roth conversion unless they can't qualify for life insurance because I still think that I think eventually the Roth will affect the Irma bracket as well. Um, But they just won't be taxed. But that's just my own personal opinion. But uh, huge, huge, huge selling. I had an appointment in here uh, two days ago. She had a deferred annuity. She's very old. And she's coming to the point of annuitization. She was a referral from a couple of other clients that I have. And um, I just kind of explained to her what we could do to not trip the Irma bracket the next two years. But then when she finally surrenders the annuity, she's going to trip two Irma brackets. Um, to not annuitize it, and uh, it brought tears to our eyes. I'm kind of surprised. I, I think you'd be surprised how upset people get when they realize their Medicare has got to be double, you know, all the extra charges that have to go into it when they start seeing their Social Security come down. Um, I was just m- messing around with the reports this morning. We were trying to create a couple on me personally uh, retiring with IRAs, brokerage accounts, normal stuff versus retiring with uh, life insurance or Roth. Uh, accounts and uh, it's pretty substantial, you know. By the time I'm 80, uh, I would not have any Social Security, no matter what. I'd be writing a check to the government for five, six thousand dollars a year at current inflation. Uh, so, anyways, I can talk further on it, but that's just something that uh, is very worthwhile to bring up to people. Um, and and with our, t- I, I do a lot of this with the tax selling too. Like if somebody's not using all their bracket. I, we, we always encourage them to use every bit of the bracket every single year. I mean, that's something we touch on in the very first few appointments. Um, just kind of a normal thing. We try not to waste any of a bracket. So. Powerful. I
5: mean,
6: right, just about, the concept of having to cut checks instead of receive a social security check. Because of the things that you do along the way, right? Or lack of planning that you do along the way.
7: Yeah, and it has a nice graph that just kind of shows the average increase of Medicare and how your Social Security just starts diving off into the red. But it's usually by the time you're 80, um, you end up writing a check to the government and don't receive any Social Security whatsoever. So, and, and, and just to just kind of put this in perspective, you know, my dad uh, passed away, you know, over a month, month and a half ago. And was a big believer in postponing tax, which works great until the late 90s. And then it kind of changed um, overall, just philosophically as a country. But uh, they, you know, my mom's going to trip Irma brackets just on RMDs because of how much he had put away in IRAs. And uh, so, yeah, you know, my mom won't get Social Security unless we did a huge Roth conversion, which is a whole struggle conversation because my dad didn't believe in that. So <laughs> anyways, um but just kind of keep, keep that in mind, like uh, when, when someone passes away, it, you know, a lot of these IRAs, especially at the current market, stock market keeps increasing. You're going to trip a lot of these IRMA brackets on a very regular basis. And that's at current brackets. I don't see why they wouldn't cut them in half just naturally. Just make them 80,000 instead of 180. That would just help the whole Medicare Social Security problem.
0: Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer.
1: Gary, how about you in terms of like what you're seeing in terms of, Keith, that was awesome, I appreciate that. I put a link to the IRMA solutions in the uh, chat box if anyone wanted to click on that. But uh, Gary, I'd love to hear kind of what you guys are doing in terms of you know teeing the advisors up for appointments and uh, you know starting to, to see the conversion side of things.
8: Um, wow, that was enlightening, Keith. Uh, great point, great points there. Um, you know, my role twofold uh, really is kind of uh, you know having those calls with those new onboarding potential clients. What I'm uh, doing is just being re- really selective with who we invite in. Uh, they really need to have not just tax as a need or tax prep as a need, but also a few of the other bullet points that we offer in the firm before I uh, you know essentially will invite them in. So you know as long as they're hitting the, the client minimum checkpoints, uh you know they're wanting to use us for tax prep and I'm i am identifying a few other needs uh that they may have uh you know then we will we'll invite them in um and making sure that uh, my advisor gets all of those notes um so they know what the focus is and that's been working very well um you know we're, we're seeing some more high net worth clients um and then on the the flip side of things when we're working with uh, existing clients, uh, we're we're helping them understand that, you know, our goal is not just to help them with tax preparation, but also uh, a lot of these other areas that, uh, you know, we provide. Uh, so really that's been working well. We've been doing a lot of uh, disengaging from clients that uh, maybe don't fit that uh, mold, um, which is sometimes tough uh, because they can be, uh, you know, advocates centers of influences for us. So that makes it, uh, you know, tough at times. But, um, you know, from a time stance, protecting the advisor schedule is very important to me and filling it with uh, qualified clients. So.
1: Absolutely. Nice. So, you know, having those fit calls. And again, I know that's something I've had success with over time is, you know, people and, and a lot of people are inquiring about, hey, can you do our taxes this year? And, You know, I've always shared, well, you know, we don't do tax preparation, we do tax management. Tax management is all of the strategic planning, which includes the preparation, but we do that for our wealth management clients only. So if you're interested in our wealth management services, I'd love to schedule a 20 minute fit call with you. But when we're getting online inquiries about doing tax preparation, that's just the simple response that we're sending out back to these people. That, you know, again, I'm flipping the script of it's not tax preparation. We don't do that. We do do that, but we do it as part of our tax management process. You know, that's just the service, right? That's just just telling the IRS how much you owe or how much you're going to get back. It incorporates all the rest of the stuff that we do, and it's
6: for our wealth management clients.
1: Sounds like you guys are doing some similar things, Gary, so that's awesome. Yeah, I think
6: the only slight tweak is we're allowing them to come in to get a little taste and just do tax preparation, but I think we're framing it very similar. It's just, you know, we will allow them to come in, you know, for a tax preparation to have the chance to convert them.
1: Yeah, but the key is to your point, they know what the expectations are, right? And that's that's all that matters is they know what the expectations are, so. Um, and that's, that's
8: critical right out the gate, Dave, is, is them knowing what the expectation is, uh, you know, and that we're not just a tax prep firm, uh, because that's where we, you know, have gotten a lot of those clients over the years that we've had to disengage from. So we're really kind of filtering on the front end to make sure we don't have to uh, you know, run
6: into these types of things
8: in the future. And we kind of learn from our
6: mistakes, right? Because so many years we would allow people to come in for tax prep. And then all of a sudden you start talking about tax management and financial planning and wealth management. And it's like, whoa, I didn't sign up for this. Right. <laughs> so it isn't like all of a sudden it's a bait and switch. It's It's very natural, right?
8: Absolutely.
5: How about you, Hammer? You got anything good going on there? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the conversation that people talked about, I can't remember if it was Marty or somebody else. I mean, it's all about the context of the conversation along the lines, you know, with current clients, it's, you know, we have the preparers actually complete the returns before it comes to the advisor. And then that conversation simply is look, the, the preparation is looking backwards. You know, I'm seeing some things on your tax return. Have you ever considered ways to to do tax planning to mitigate some of the future tax liabilities that you're accruing here? And you, they usually are just kind of mystified by what you mean by that and say, you know, planning allows us to, you know, reduce some of the liabilities you're going to have in the future that can create a ton of value. And, and that's where we'll look to introduce the, the, the planning process. You know, tax management being a, a good part of looking forward, eliminating surprises on your return. And things like the IRMA are very relevant, right? You know, those are conversations we have with them regularly too. Um, I never thought about it, Keith, talking about the uh, actual uh, reduction of those guidelines, which I believe will happen too, you know, because they're going to have to come up with the money somewhere. So a lot of what we propose in the planning is just mitigating those future gaps and those future exposures that you have and, you know, taking control of the events on your return instead of letting them just occur.
1: See, see, I believe they're going to get rid of the IRAs and 401ks altogether and they're going to mandate everyone just uses the Roth account and, uh, the government's desperate for tax revenue today, so. Uh, uh, but it all falls in. It's all conversations to have with people, and it's uh, it's just awesome stuff. Um, you know, hammer something too. Like you know, you brought me in on a you and Deb brought me in on a pretty high net worth client that you had the opportunity to. And something Marty said, you know, on the income tax side, I think is just as important on the estate tax side that we haven't had to have these conversations for a while. But if you remember what I said to your client in the meeting, I said, you're not planning on passing away before December 31st of 2025, right? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, then there's a good chance we're going to have an estate tax issue we need to think about because the exemption is scheduled to go from 12 million down to about 5 million indexed for inflation. And you as a married couple have over 10 million. And remember what we did for them. I mean, we we said so they had 30 million minus a 10 million exemption is 20 million dollars of a taxable estate at 40 percent. That's an eight million dollar tax that I think we should probably start planning for today, right? And mm-hmm. those conversations are as we are ending this runway of that sunsetting provision on the estate tax side. Like we I know we're all laser focused on it on the income tax side and Roth conversions and cash value life insurance and all these other great things that we have. But there's a lot of people that have over five or $10 million of a total estate value, particularly when you add in the death benefit of their life insurance that they are owners of, that's not in an islet, when you add in the property values that they have. And so, um, you know, those those are big things to be talking about with people that, to Marty's point, that stuff's not on the tax return, right? Like, Your estate value is not on the tax return. You need to ask those questions. And if they say, why are you asking that? It's because we want to start thinking about estate tax protection as well as income tax protection.
2: Dave, to bring that up also, when you do have the situation where the spouse has died, that 706 reportability is critical. And I'm just not seeing enough of that happening. Uh, We've done several of them this year uh, just because.
1: Yeah, people miss that all the time, for sure. So, you know, that's a... Marty, you want to just explain, you know, for people that don't know the terminology and the label? Yeah, later
2: yeah, later. so... Yeah, like me. <laughs> uh, back in the day, what everybody did was, you know, they, they did like the credit shelter trust, where first one died, they, they'd fill that credit shelter trust up to that uh, estate tax exemption. Well, they... Um, I can't... was it? 2010, 2011, they put in this portability. For those people that don't do that what it allows is that uh surviving spouse to reach over and grab that unused exemption from their deceased spouse and so like now or you know we're like 12 million dollars so if spouse dies today we do the 706 the spouse will capture that 12 million dollars on their uh, for their estate okay so if it does drop back down to six million or 3.5 i've got that 12 here and then whatever my uh surviving spouse the 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 final the second the the die whatever it is at that point in time so we can shelter a lot of stuff there but you got to file that return
5: yeah So.
2: Make sure
1: to reach out to your state planning attorney or you know, if you have a tax professional that knows, if you have a client that's passing away in these years to make, you know, in 2022, for example, to, to make sure you're just filing that. It's it's an administrative form pretty much, right? It's an informational return.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, you still have to, you know, pull everything together and have all that because, I right. mean, it, it essentially it doesn't close, you know, because they can always audit it. Uh, yep. So you, you've got that there. And so you still have to go through the work but literally, the, the, there's no assets actually. You're using estimated values and things like that, and it just caps, captures all that DSU and, and, and drops it over there for you know for that surviving spouse. Awesome. But the scary thing is that when you have like the, the attorney who's just a, a general practitioner, you know they're not thinking about this, but they're do, they're doing the probate estates and things like that, but they're not thinking about this.
1: Awesome. Some really good nuggets. Uh, again, going back to the Irma solutions with Keith and some of the other points there. That was fantastic. Any other uh, comments? Anything you know, in, in closing in our two minutes we have left on this coffee break that uh, you've had an opportunity or success with?
3: I just want to toss out the idea that you know, as we go into the rest of the year from a marketing perspective, whether we're doing classes or whatever it is that we're doing, I just love that we can talk about taxes all year long. So if there's space in there, It's like, it's just an open door to talk about this and keep our calendar full. I know it seems obvious, but sometimes you don't think about it. You know, it's not tax time, so I'm not thinking about it. But with the tax management journey, it's all year long.
6: Awesome. You know, real quick in closing, there's a phrase I wrote down um, that I heard uh, from Brian Sack, actually. And it was just like, there's a lot of psychology behind it without going into it, but What he does is say, this is, you know, we do our best work for, and then he describes the situation, kind of the people that he knows they are and the thing they need. And it's like, we do our best work for people who want to be proactive and reduce tax liability versus reactive and just cutting a check for whatever the government tells them to do. You know, for example, I'm just applying it to this conversation, but there's a psychology behind it because what they do is like almost in the third person say, Oh yeah, that's me, you know, and they opt into wanting to continue to have that conversation. And I thought that was really, really good.
1: Cool. Well, we are at our time. I appreciate again, uh, Frank put in the chat box also don't forget the 709 gift tax form. If they're making a big gift to family members to use up that unified credit. Absolutely. Don't also forget about all the gifting opportunities. I was just helping one of our advisors, Jeanette. Client wanted to make a $100,000 gift to kid. And remember, 16000 for each spouse, 16000 for each grandchild. You can get 100000 without even having to file the 709 gift tax too. So paying for education and tuition, medical expenses, things like that that clients are going to want to do even before you need to touch that gift tax exemption. So um, great point, though, Frank, and thanks for the reminder. So with that, happy uh, fourth quarter attack season here. We'll uh, we'll get through it. April eighteenth is a Monday. That's our last filing day, right? And uh, uh, I know uh, Marty will be on the on the boat fishing by April nineteenth, hopefully. So that's the plan. All right. Appreciate it, everyone. Take care. Uh, all right. Thanks. thanks, everyone.
0: Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right. A custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20 minute consultation with one of our business development partners, visit C2PE.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's C2PE.info forward slash podcast.